Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly. Because the real man. Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, folks, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Joy, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. It's your girl bringing you something new, exciting, uplifting, and motivating to empower you to live a happier, healthier life. So with our content today, we're going to jump right into the show because I don't want you to miss an opportunity to empower your love life. Yes, that's what we're talking about today. Our topic this morning is eight powerful techniques for falling in love again. Now, when I read this material, I thought how beneficial and useful it would be because I I know so many people who have been in relationships for such a long period of time. I've got great friends who've been together for 15, 20, and 25 years. And I have had the opportunity to sit in cafes and workshops and even just chatting with friends where some of them are are a little disgruntled about their relationship. Things have happened, as we know, life happens to all of us. And to be with someone for 25, 30 years and to be able to, to just have a unity with each other that people see love when they see you. And that, that's the kind of relationship I, I, I want. You know, it was a time where I remember sitting in D.C., downtown, at a light. And I was at a stoplight. It was very busy. It was during a work day, um, doing um, sometime around the lunch hour. And there, I remember this couple crossing the street, an older couple. And I, I would guess they would have to have been about 80, 80 years old uh, or so. And as I stopped at the light, uh, it was a yellow light beginning to to turn red. And so I I broke at the light, and I I remember vividly this older gentleman walking across the street holding the hand of his someone I would presume to be his wife. And I remember him holding up his hand to me as to say, stop. And, And with the other hand, he grabbed her and proceeds to cross the street. And I thought, like, wow, that, that, that inspired me at that moment that as, you know, the, the wind could blow and probably blow him down. But the fact that he was protecting his, his wife at this stage in his life spoke volumes to me. And, and in that, I saw something in them that made me say, hey, I, that's what I want right there. I want a man who's going to protect me no matter what. And that's what I saw. So I, I'm thinking that today, uh, after a conversation with this gentleman that I have in the cafe with me, he's going to share some powerful techniques that will spark love in your relationship. So at this time, I want to welcome to the cafe Dr. Matthew Anderson, 
He is a relationship coach who's been in this business for well over 45 years. He's been all over the country sharing his message from California, Hawaii, Boston. Now he's in Boca Raton, and he has some powerful techniques to share with the audience this morning. I'm going to welcome to the cafe Matthew Anderson. Dr. Matthew Anderson, how are you this morning? I'm great, Joy. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy being on your show, and I think this is such a a great topic, and I, it's wonderful when that was a great story you told about the guy holding his hand up and holding his love's hand at the same time. That is inspiring. It's really touching when you see that kind of thing going on. So I, I hope you do find one just like that. Yeah. I, you know, I think that I've heard this been maybe said he won't, before. Maybe that. he won't be quite 80 years old, though, because, you know, I think you're a little younger than that. <laughs> But you know what, Matt? You know what? I I ruled it out. You know, if if that's where God, you know, leads me, that that's where my love is, that's what it's going to be. But I I hope, I will hope that we will be able to grow, grow, grow old together. I've listened to this. Let me ask you this. So I've heard that um, people have said that you may only find true love once in a lifetime. Is that is that true? Like, is it such a thing you know, as true uh, love? Is that is true love different from any other love? Well, I think what we're talking about today is true love, meaning the, the deep. I'm deeply in love with that person, and they're deeply in love with me. I guess we would call that true love by that definition. Once, you know, I remember being on a workshop uh, with single people and couples a number of years ago and been talking about that. And I had people who said to me, you know, I thought that was true. And then the person that I was in deeply in love with and lived with for 20 years died. And I thought I would never find another person. And here I am with this new person whom I love just as much. And it feels like a miracle to me. So I'm going to say, yes, you can find true love again. Hopefully not at the same time you got the first one, <laughs> but I, I think you know it's a it's a it's a serial matter one at a time. But yeah, I do think I think that uh, there's there's that much love in the world. I do believe that. It's hard to imagine. I am sure for someone who has been deeply in love and for whatever reason lost that person that that could ever be anybody to replace them, and it might not be an exact replacement. It would be different, but. I think there's enough love, certainly. Well, you know, you you just inspired me because I don't know if you knew this, but um, my husband, who was the father of my children, um, passed away uh, in 2005. And then a few years later, I met another gentleman I was engaged with. And um, just a few years ago, he passed away um, due, due to cancer. And at that love, I thought, was was something I'd never experienced before. I learned so much in that relationship about growth and maturity and and, and, and really having a companion and, and to be able to be in a room with mm-hmm. someone that you love and have this mutual bond with that even when there's no words um, being exchanged, you feel filled in his presence. So that was yes. deep for me. And, and, and thinking the kind of man that he was, and how I've grown to be a different kind of woman through that relationship, I thought, well, God, that must be it for me because I can't imagine um, a, a relationship better than that. 
you know. So you just inspired me. And with that being said, let's get into these techniques um, that we're going to um, share with the audience about falling well, could, 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 in love. Could we wait for again. one second, please? Could we, it's could your we wait show, for one? I wait, wait, wait. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, you, don't I'm, break I, now. Just, just I'm, don't break I'm sorry, now. but I, I just now. got very, very touched by that. And honestly, I do absolutely believe that there is that much love in the world. You know, we, those of us who are uh, deeply spiritual understand that God is love and that there's infinite love. And yes, I, I know that that's an incredible experience the way you described it. And that's the kind of relationship that I'll be talking about today and reviving that and nurturing it. But at the same time, I deeply believe that God has enough love to fill you again all the way to the top, the way you were that time. I absolutely believe that. So I didn't want to leave without saying that part, and I'm happy to talk about the rest of it now. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your comment. So thank you for that. Thank you. So, so um, eight powerful, eight yeah. powerful techniques is, is is where we are and and where we're going. And uh, why do you think they're powerful? What about them to you makes you believe that they're powerful? Well, that's a good question. Um, as I, I wrote this book called The Resurrection of Romance based on my own personal experience in my relationship, but also on the experience of the couples, the hundreds and hundreds of couples that I have worked with and experienced over quite a long time. And I've come to believe very strongly out of my experience with myself and, and also those couples that romantic love, one of the great myths that gets passed around in our culture, even by uh, professionals who are couples counselors and, and psychotherapists, they pass around this myth as if it is tr true and it's not. And what they say is deep seated, exciting, ecstatic, romantic love starts off in a relationship, but then it, it wanes, it dies, and you have to go to something sort of middle-of-the-road kind of energy. And that is not true. And if a person, a couple, practices the kinds of things that I'm going to share today, they can revive that or nurture it or sustain it as long as their relationship is. And I know other couples who have done this. I'm not the only one. And so that's a big reason why I wanted to write this book. It's a big reason why I love having the opportunity to talk like this so that people can really hear these things and say, wow, I want to do that more in my relationship. And powerful means this stuff really works. I'm not selling mm -hmm. snake oil here. This really works. I'm going to tell you number one. Number one is what I call remember the eyes of love. Now, what I mean by the eyes of love is when you fall in love with someone and they fall in love with you, I think that what happens is, is that God has given us a gift to truly see the wonder in that person. And so mm. it's called, I call it the eyes of love. We're now seeing that person in the best that they are. And that's what excites us about them, and that's what excites them about us. And we have two people who, when we are together, we see the absolute best that that person is and can be, 
who would not fall in love with that kind of person? Who would not love to be with someone that when they look at you, you just feel filled up with with wonder and you feel that about them. And so it's a mutual excitement and I call it the eyes mm-hmm. of love. And so when two people fall in love and they, they feel that, and then they get into the busyness and the stresses of life, sometimes they get a little lost from it. Maybe they have kids, they get busy. The kids become the center mm-hmm. of what's going on rather than that. Well, one of the exercises I ask people to do, I call it, remember the eyes of love is to sit together in a quiet, safe place just with your partner and remember out loud how it felt to be in love with that person, to talk to your partner. I remember when we fell in love. I remember looking at you. I remember when we went out to dinner to reminisce about the beginning of the love with an open heart. And if they do that with an open heart, Something is going to begin to be reignited in that moment, in those moments. And mm. it's bringing the past into the present. It's really not going back into the past at that point as much as it is pulling the past into the present. And all of a sudden, they begin to realize some of that energy is present right now. And that is mm-hmm. a very powerful exercise. It requires a couple to really create the space for that to, to, you know and okay. I say to people you know if you're going to do this exercise do not go out to a restaurant and do it you can't do it in a restaurant with a whole bunch of people walking around and talking you need a quiet safe space so that if you want to hold okay. hands if you want to kiss that person if you want to embrace if you want to be close while it's going on you know you're not being asked to get a room in the restaurant you know what I'm saying <laughs> So how, how often should this happen? Should they do this, Matthew? Often should they would would if they begin to practice this? Should this be they they set aside? Okay, we're okay. going to do this that, week. We're going to do right, this at that's night. A, that's a good. That's another good question. So, so here's the thing. The question is, and I would ask this couple: How good do you really want it to be? How good do you want your relationship to be? Because if you want it to be okay, you'll do it once a month. If you want it to be great, you'll do it once a week. Because what we need to do is, and this is the second uh, powerful technique, is to treat the relationship as precious. I, I rarely hear people talk about their relationships as precious, but I think when we truly fall in love with another person, that's the way we feel. If I treat my relationship with my lover as precious, then I'm going to say, let's do this kind of experience at least every week. Let's create a kind of time between us that's quality, that's safe. And what I mean by safe is no interruptions. You put down, mm-hmm. you turn off the cell phone, you turn off the TV set, you sit in your house or someplace like that or outside by the beach or the lake or someplace that's lovely for the two of you, and you really focus on this is a precious thing. We have the eyes of love, which in my opinion is God's absolute best gift to lovers. There's mm-hmm. nothing better than mm-hmm. it. It is fantastic. So treat the relationship as precious and think about that, bring that to mind on some regular basis. My attitude is if you want your relationship to be 
like winning the love lottery, you're going to do that every day. I don't mean sit and remember the past every single day, but I mean take a moment and really look at this person that you fell in love with and they fell in love with you. If you reconnect with that every day, it makes all the rest of your life easier to deal with. It really matters. You know, now, you know I, I like that. I, I heard, I heard that people. Um, well, my my belief is, is that we sometimes don't treat our relationship as precious, and, and I think that love, because love can be strong, people think that we can just burden it with so much other stuff, you know, and we don't mm-hmm. treat the love um, a, 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 as precious and. Especially, especially after you've been with, with someone a, a long time, we just take a lot of things for granted, and we don't treat it as as, as precious or as special. We we think that oh, it'll survive, it'll it'll get through it. Yeah, I'm working. This is happening. We don't see each other, but it, it's mm-hmm. okay. We'll get through it. And then you run into problems of, of all kinds of abandonment and infidelity and all kinds of things like that. So I I, I think that's a that's powerful to me. I think that that's really well said about we think that love is strong, but we don't want to overburden it. I think that's a really um, good way, uh, excellent way to talk about it because, yes, it might be strong emotionally in the beginning, but it needs uh, to grow to build a lot of deep connections in us between our hearts so that when life itself, you know, sometimes life doesn't give us choice. It just brings stuff on us that we could not have predicted or controlled. And we, we really do need that deep connection with each other. So every day we have an opportunity to, to nurture it, to deepen it and, Mm. and treating it as precious. You know, if, if something is precious to us, we don't treat it nonchalantly. We don't, take it for granted we don't toss it around you know it's like if you have a precious piece of jewelry you just don't walk in the bedroom and throw it on the yeah. floor and leave it there till the next morning Absolutely. you don't treat it like that and Absolutely. so Absolutely. Uh, love is even yeah. more important than that more powerful the third thing that i ask people to do as an exercise is what i call words matter always make words matter pay attention that words matter that old thing called um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me is a lie. And the truth is words matter enormously always, but particularly with the person that loves us the most because their heart is, is, is open to us in a way that no one else's heart is open, Mm -hmm. which means that we have a, a power to deeply affect them at any given moment. And so when we forget that and we use words with each other that are harsh or sometimes even abusive or insensitive or thoughtless, we wound each other. And often without realizing it, I'm saying a lot of times I think couples love each other, um, but they wound without realizing it. And as people get wounded they pull back, they withdraw, you know, the wound is oh, sensitive, wow. they hold back. And so yeah. another, another kind of practice is the daily exercise of 
noticing what I say to my partner, the tone I use. Tone matters a lot in relationships, as I'm sure you know. And mm-hmm. the, the the energy that we put into the sounds that we use to create, that we use to communicate, you know, it's like if you're talking to a baby, for example, you listen to people talking to babies often, most of the time they talk sweetly and gently to them. And I'm not saying talk to your partners if they were an infant. I'm saying pay attention to this, to the words. And, and I like to say often that all the major religions of the world teach that the entire universe was created by sound, was created in the, in the Jewish and the mm-hmm. uh, Christian Bibles. Mm-hmm. It, say, it says that God spoke the world into existence. And they think that in Hinduism and in other kinds of religions. And we are participating when we speak to each other. We're using a God-given talent, a God-given ability to create. And so if I talk to you in a certain way, I create a certain kind of experience in you. If I talk to you as, as somebody I really love, you can feel that. You're going to be in touch with that, and you're going to want to give it back to me. So that's a really important – I think uh, many cases with couples, I'll say to them, look, pay attention to how you talk to each other for a week. Don't do anything Mm -hmm. else but pay attention. And when you find yourself paying attention, switch to precious. Switch to talking to someone that's precious. I don't care how you're feeling. Remember that that person is precious and talk that way with them. It's going to have a powerful effect. It it, it has a powerful effect on the speaker because when I speak to you with care, I feel it in me. And it it shifts my my heart. I, I, I had the opportunity to, to experience that, and, and, and you mentioned earlier that these things work, and, and I would truly say that that one, that one does work. Uh, early, early in life, I learned that I, I would be using my ability to speak to people for, some, for something. And, and I remember as a kid, you know, always having an opinion, always speaking up, and, and sometimes it would be uh, inappropriate, you know, not disrespectful, but but inappropriate, you know, you, you know, so you have there, you can voice your opinion, but there's a way to, to, to say things and being passionate about certain topics. And we just kind of jump out there and say certain things you have to learn. There's a time and place and, and, and there's a way to express your opinion. And so in, in relationships, mm-hmm. I, I, I had, I had to apologize a lot and not just in my intimate relationships, but with family and friends, you know, I would come out mm-hmm. and say things because I wanted to speak and argue certain points. And I will have to find a way to use um, my voice and my opinion to have a positive effect on people, even when I disagree with them. So there is power in tone and the way we, we say things. Um, so that, that, that's a good point. And, and once you learn it and master it, 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 it almost becomes natural. But, you, you know, yes. we, we, we've only gotten through a few, and we have just a few more minutes left. So I guess we want to kind of get through the other ones and share what with the audience before yes, the show I ends. Will, I, will, I will do that right now. Number four <laughs> is forgiveness. Forgiveness is really important. And there's the exercise that I ask couples to do often is to sit in front of their partner, and they alternate back and forth. And what they say is, 
please forgive me for and name that thing that you want forgiveness for. And then the other person says, please forgive me for, and names that thing. And you go back and forth. You alternate back and forth. I call it the forgiveness sharing exercise. But it's really important periodically to ask for forgiveness. Uh, Number five is what I call become responsive. The research shows that, I mean, there's a lot of research on this, but this one says that when couples, the happiest couples that there are, are responsive to each other. One simple example, couples walking outside at night and one looks up and sees the full moon and says, wow, that moon is so beautiful tonight. The other couple, in, the other person in a happy couple responds and says, yeah, wow, I think it is too. That's pretty cool. An unhappy couple, someone will say the moon is great and the other person won't respond at all. They just won't have anything to say. And so responsiveness is really crucial. And if you say something, I need to respond to it. It acknowledges you as an individual, as a person, and particularly if I'm responding in a way that shows that I'm I'm adding to what you're doing. Now, number six, what I call grow up. Grow up means adults, it, it, a romantic Successful, romantic, happy relationship requires two adults. You cannot have an adult and a child and be successful, and you cannot have two children and be successful, and you cannot have two parent types be successful at relationships. We need to grow up and be adults together. It takes maturity to create a happy, successful. So if there's immaturity in the relationship, you've got to work on it. Number seven, is truly important. Stop blaming and take responsibility. Now, this one is kind of a between-the-eyes kind of thing. My experience as a person who has worked with couples for at least 45 years is I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a couple in which one person was to blame for all the problems. It's always 50-50. And couples who think otherwise are in trouble. We share in creating our difficulties. And if you and I have a difficulty, the first thing I need to do is to say to myself, Matthew, what am I doing to contribute to this problem? And stop blaming you. Couples who are in trouble are experts on what's wrong with their partner. And when you get expert on what's wrong with your partner, best prize you get is the booby prize. Or you get divorced because it just doesn't work. So number eight is affirmation. If you want the the one of the fastest ways to increase wonder and joy and happiness in a relationship is to practice affirming one's partner every day. Every single day. Mm-hmm. Think of the things I wanted to exercise and ask couples to do is take a three-by-five card and write down 25 positive characteristics that you think your partner has. Put that card in your pocket, carry around, and every day remind yourself about it and tell her or him some of those things that you experience positive about them every day. You do that for 30 days, you probably won't need a couple's counsel. I'd be out of business. 
Now, oh, wow. there are there are two more that I'm going to share on the workshop. I got a nine and a ten that I'm going to add mm-hmm. in there, but today I'm going to just you know leave those teasers there. But mm-hmm. if affirmation, you can practice affirmation. You know, we fall in love with someone, we should be able to think about a lot of things about them that are very positive. So it takes practice. I grew up mm-hmm. in a family where I did not see that go on. I did not see that kind of communication. I had to learn it, and I've gotten very good at it, and it matters. It really works. Well, you know what, Dr. Matthew Anderson, I appreciate you you being on the show, and I actually I actually want to extend the invitation for you to come back. That, for, that forgiveness topic was powerful, and I think that that requires a show all by itself. So maybe we can look okay. at our schedules and see how we can get with you, you back, and we can talk about I'm the forgiveness you. and also to stop blaming and taking responsibility. But if you want to learn right. more about Dr. Matthew Anderson, uh, our romance, our relationship coach, he has a book, The Resurrection of Romance. This information is in the book. He's also going to be doing a powerful workshop in Boca Raton, Florida, October the 27th. So for more information about him, visit the website, theresurrectionoflove.com, and thank you for being on the show uh, this morning. Listeners, thank you. Listeners, listeners, you can always, thank you, you, you're welcome. You can always get more about Coffee Talk with Soy by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, um, becoming a Facebook fan or um, a Facebook friend on Facebook and through the other social media platforms. And don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy. It's free, and it's in your um, Google Play or iTunes um, store. So check, check me out there and stay connected and never miss another episode of Coffee Talk with Soy again. Have a great Saturday. Um, do practice these techniques and stay connected. Visit the website and let me know if this is working for you or not. Also, I failed to mention that uh, Dr. Anderson has a free exercise. He's giving away a freebie for you if you visit the website and also um, let him know. All right.